Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant Chinaman, CK. DJ K. Cali, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to The Feedback Podcast. With my homie back. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Hey. I got Miko in the house. Hello, world. I got Lane in the house. What's up? And I will introduce these uh, two people over there in a second. But first, I want to give a big shout out to Clyde ATX for letting us host the show. Thank you, Clyde. Thank you so Woo. much. Second time in the building. Thank you so much. And this show is brought to you by Herd Entertainment. Uh, make sure you go to empireatx.com. Check out their lineup. Always dope. They got... Bubba Sparks coming to town. T.I. Rebirth Brass Bands coming to town. Village Peoples coming to town. Yeah, Believe it or not. <laughs> yep. So go to EmpireHX.com. Check out the lineup. Get your tickets and use promo code FDBK for 10% off. All right? Now, uh, I want to use my, our guest, Steve Mayeda. Am I saying right? That's right. Founder of The Sexual Life. That's correct, too. Blogger, podcaster, coach. What else? What, you, do, you do so much. Yeah. So you teach men how to be men, right? Is that? Sure, I guess. I, I mean, I've been a men's coach for 11 years and uh, everything that is included in that, even right now on Sunday, there's a call that we have every Sunday that goes on for about 15 to 20 hours where guys can plug in. There's all these coaches that come on and mm -hmm. hopefully they're watching. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to all the right. group. Well, good to be here, thanks. Thank you, thank you for coming. Aaron Russell, writer, blogger, you've published on HuffPo, Women, uh, Austin Way, uh, the Eater, and uh, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to talk about dating, planning a date, the whole dating cycle from, uh, you know, socializing to finding a date to planning it, uh, running through it, the whole cycle. But I would like Lane to take over. All right. So today we're going to kick it off and just kind of go through the art of planning a date. So we have a lot of experience, I think, in the house, people that have dated before or, as Steve's case, coached plenty of people that have dated. So the first step that I like to think of when I think about planning a date is you have to get a date. So step <laughs> one, step <laughs> one. Unless you want to go by yourself, which is also an option. Um, I so think that's called a date at that point, though. <laughs> no, it's yeah. just like a solo date or something. So the main thing that I think a lot of people in Austin, especially if they're new to the area, they tend to go to a social platform such as one of the dating sites that are out there. And so I kind of want to just get some feedback from the group here of like, do you have any recommended dating sites that you've used maybe in the past? I know not everybody here is single, but um, that you think is better over one or the other. So we have like Tinder, Bumble, all these different options out there now. Let's start with Aaron. Do you have any <laughs> recommended <laughs> sites? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on Tinder. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I actually prefer Tinder to Bumble or anything else. Um, I don't. I know Bumble's based here, and it's supposedly for women. So sorry that I don't like it as much. But um, I, I actually don't really feel like all the people on there are real. Like when I first got it, I was like seeing all these dudes who were super attractive, and I would go look them up, and they would live like in Los Angeles or something. And I was like, why are oh. you showing up on my Austin screen? And it wasn't like a distance thing. It was just like on they, Tinder. They weren't even here. Yeah. No, this is also talking about Bumble. Bumble. Let's, yeah. let's just point out for a second that she does do her research. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I am a journalist. Research. I will stop the <laughs> shit out of you. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think most people are on Tinder. That's what people use. I think that's what you should go with. I, have you seen guys that just stand on Congress and 6th Street, put a five mile radius on it, and just keep swiping right in the hope that you know they can find somebody? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't. There could be somebody's strategy. I think it'd be, a good, it'd be a good technique. Just go downtown, just standing in the corner of 6th and Congress, and you keep swiping right because you can just, it's walking distance. And you're downtown, you're already drinking, so that you could know, help. The app you can do that best with is Grinder. <laughs> you gotta try it. <laughs> yeah, let's not, um, there's plenty of other options too. Like we wrote a couple of other ones down. Like Match um, has kind of a connotation around more relationship based. I've actually never tried it, but. I don't know if anybody here has, but uh, where you tend to if so be more serious is what I've heard about Match. But you want me to pay money for something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Uh, <laughs> it's the internet. <laughs> I have friends that do Match. Um, I think uh, 
for young professional women in Austin, I have a lot of those friends that are single. They would say that Bumble is a good option for them, but I personally just found that like when I was on Bumble, I'm not on any dating sites right now, but when I was on Bumble, the what I would find is like you would say hello to the person, they have 24 hours to respond back, but then you often would just get a high back, something super lame, so I wasn't really a fan. And then Tinder, I feel like a little bit has that negative connotation, like, oh, it's just a hookup site, but. Which is weird, because they actually, I mean, granted, it's from Tinder, but, like, they just actually did some research showing that, like, most of the people on Tinder want relationships. Like, it's actually yeah. a slightly really? higher percentage than, like, the general population who's not on Tinder, so. And I think that's just, like, an old way of thinking. Yeah, and I think so, too. Because when it first came out, it might have been more like that, but I feel like, like you said earlier, there's a lot of people, most people that get on an online dating site, I feel like, go to Tinder as their first option, because there's more people on there. Yeah, and also, to be fair, I mean, like, yeah, I also hate this aspect of Bumble that, like, I have to talk to people first. Um, but that's totally, like, what it's like for dudes on Tinder. So, like, yeah. at the same time, it's like we're getting a taste of what their life is like. Yeah, good point. I, is Tinder still hot? Because, I mean, when, when, when it came out, like, everybody was on it. And there, they, it hasn't been in the news. There's other apps that came out. I mean, Bumble. There's one called Unveil that I saw the other day where you talk to the person to a blurred picture. And the more you talk, the more... You know, then the picture unveils itself. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know about that. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we're not about looks. We're just about conversation. So the more you talk to that person, the more chance you have to meeting that person. So it's Tinder yeah. still relevant at this point, I guess is what I'm asking. I think what we're both saying is that I think that's the most popular option out there right now. There are some other ones that if you want to get really s specific, there's like Christian singles. Um, Farmersonly.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of Grindr. fish. Okay, Cupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the next thing that I want to talk about, though, around the dating sites is how do you get somebody to respond to you? So what do you suggest to the group here to put on your profile to entice people to reach out? Pictures with fish. Money. <laughs> Dead animals. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad because I didn't get asked on the whole dating app thing. So th there's like, you guys are talking about how dating apps are marketed and how they're seen by people. Uh -huh. So if it's made for women or Bumble or whatever, but what does it get used as? And so the best dating app for you is the app that you can use for your life. If you if you want to get laid, you can use Bumble. You could use Christian Mingle or whatever the hell it is. You can use that like because that's what happens. So, I mean, in seeing what actually happens, it's much different than what the marketing is. And the marketing is if you're buying that and you're actually looking at going like, oh, well, Tinder is for hooking up and you think that that's why everybody's doing it. Or you ask a bunch of people on the street of a legitimate study or whatever uh, if they want relationships, of course they're gonna say yes, but what do people do? And so what do they use them for is much a, I think a more important thing, it's a broad subject, but I would say use whatever you want. Plenty of people hook up all the time on Match. There's plenty of people that go in with the intention of a relationship. Uh, plenty of people go into Tinder wanting to hook up, but end up in relationships and stuff like that. But you have to start where you want to start. And if you're young and you, you know, look good, start with Tinder. Um, because that's obviously what it's showing first. Right. Um, Bumble, it doesn't favor women or men anymore, even though it's designed and marketed to say that. I mean, it's, I know guys that hook up on that all the time, and I know guys that want relationships on, that are on that all the time. And then I know people that are on eHarmony, which is supposed to be the best for like weeding it all out, mm -hmm. that will get laid the fastest from that. eHarmony? Oh, easy, yeah. It's, it's, it's like getting escape. some harmony. It's, any of those things, it's, people are on there because they're not meeting people in real life. And that's easier now more than normal, but they're on there because they generally are having trouble for it. You'll find the most, well, I mean, but, I'm just saying from what I've experienced, what I've had like thousands of men and women tell me about it. Most women that I know that date and meet people don't like dating on there because they'd rather meet somebody in person and they feel right, like right. that's a loss. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. I thought you I mean, I just think dating apps are kind of more efficient because it's a, I mean like, yeah, I could meet someone at a bar, but I don't know if he's single, if he's like a Lakers fan, which is obviously a relationship killer for me, you know, like. <laughs> Something. Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do Spurs. I'll do any Texas. They play game. tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, also, and saying, like, you know, what kind of thing you want to see on your profile. So I legitimately have seen people who put their fucking credit score on their Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> All three? <laughs> Take notes. I don't, even, I don't even know what goes through people's heads. Um, but, yeah, so I actually, um, so, like, plug myself. So um, I am a writer. Um, I 
have a website, erinrussellwrites.com, and I actually am kind of putting together a guide to how to make your profile not suck. It's definitely geared towards men because I feel like you guys have more problems with this. And one of the things that I say for sure is if you're a dude, get a woman to put your pictures up because y'all don't know what the hell girls want to see. Like, again, like pictures of like fish or like uh, shirtless selfies that also show your pubes because no one wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, your credit score. Like, there's just so many things that I see that are just so awful. And I'm like, it, I just feel like you should at least, like, if, maybe if you're an art director, you can choose your own pictures, but like, still mm -hmm. get a woman to like go through them and make sure they're okay. I mean, I, I saw the, the, the article you wrote. I mean, the, the list goes on and on from uh, picture with a toilet behind you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dead, dead animals. Uh, one where the, the guy's not even on a, pic on a picture. It's like a helmet or something else. Yeah, please be in your pictures. That is very helpful for us. Like like what <laughs> kind of advice would you give to uh, the men that you coach? Dude, I, so, I mean, it's all over the map. So there's actually a guy that got probably – his goal was to have sex as much as possible. He was in his 40s, and he uh, is a good-looking guy, and his goal was to just have – he just got divorced. He's like, I want to have sex as much as possible mm -hmm. and then figure out life after that. And he actually put a picture that wasn't of him on his Tinder profile, and it worked better than anybody else's. So, I mean, you'd have to look – and then also when you look at pictures <laughs> – <She's like, "What?" laughs> no, I mean, she's right in what she's saying. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you have to look at everything, and you, you have to. If you go in with assumptions of what you think, that's not the truth, right? And so, uh, and I mean, I worked as a photojournalist for, I don't know, like seven years. And, and so one of the things is, is that you'd have to look at what is actually happening. Uh, people on Tinder and those different apps or Bumble or whatever it is, look at the first picture. That's the most important <laughs> picture. Right. So you have to look at whatever gets attention. So in my friend's case, he looked, at, he did something that got people's attention, and which Tinder was a joke. Tinder has a, a smart choice now, so like it'll right, automatically right, right. see which which picture is the most popular yeah, and then put that first. Oh, upgrade! But you're trying to moneyball the whole thing. That's what it sounds. <laughs> like. I, I mean, <laughs> no. it is. It's a number. Oh, Dating is a numbers game. Yeah. It's it's what you want for it, right? So th this whole thing is like to meet people, right? So how are you going to meet people in the way that you want first? Anybody going into any relationship thinking that the tool to get you to meet somebody is going to teach you how to be a human being, get you good sex, uh, make you a man or a woman is delusional. But this is to meet people, all right? And so you have to look at that. And you have to look at it in a way where it's going to actually represent yourself to move into what you want. Yeah. Uh, let me Go jump ahead. in here. I have a whole lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit because that's a lot to say on the different Tinder apps. And then I'll go into profile. So I'm single. I've been single for a couple of years now. And I've definitely been all over those different apps. Tinder is probably my favorite one if I had to use one of them. I've used a couple of different ones. Uh, OkCupid okay just doesn't seem like there's a lot of people on there. And Bumble, I felt, didn't have the diversity I was looking for when I was on there. And so Tinder I, has all the things I was looking for. So I, I tend to be on that one. Uh, as far as what, I, what to put in a profile, I, in the beginning, had something like very much about myself. This is who I am. This is what I do. It was very just honest and innocent almost. And uh, that was when I first started. And then, you know, you get jaded a little bit going through it. I was like, you know what? I'm more of a comedian, and I've just got to not take this seriously anymore because I'm not a serious person. I think it's more representative of who I am. So now my shit is just a bunch of jokes that I just say in there. Get okay. somebody to laugh or say something to get a little bit of my personality that you don't just get from reading a bio. But are they your own jokes? They are my own jokes. Okay, so that's another problem but for me is like when people post like this same, like I've seen that thing about the fucking Kia Sorrento's on fire like 700 times or like different like ratings of people. It's like there's so many things. Like I just feel like it's important to be original. But I mean, unless you're trying to get laid, that's fine. Then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> different. When I'm you can be you can be original and get laid all the time. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm all for being original. I, I'm not for doing something that is impersonal. But like, it's keep it short, keep it simple, because people aren't going to yeah. read. People aren't no. on there to read yeah, about you. They're on there to look at a picture. They're really going through pictures first, and then if you like match, then they'll read the profile typically. I am one of those people. I read your entire profile and I look at every single picture before I decide if I'm going to provide it. We've established your stalker credentials. I am real creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody does that. It's just the first thing is the first picture, and then it, you you got to tear or you got to see the order that it goes in of what yeah. people read. If we match, that's when I start googling. What do you look for in pictures? I know, like myself, when I'm looking at different pictures of an app, I'm deciding like in their profiles again, keeping a profile topic. I look for people having fun that just enjoy life, right? It's all about what you're looking for and what you're trying to get out of someone. So if I see a bunch of frowns or mean mugs or stupid Snapchat filters, I'm like, all right, left, left, left. 
But if I see somebody smiling and enjoying themselves, just generally happy in life, I'm like, oh, bonus points. Like, I'm more apt to swipe right for that. He has the whole rating system. Like, there's five girls <laughs> on the first picture. Like, okay, I think it's this one. Let me go to the next three. <laughs> okay, on a scale of one to ten, that's a five. But Nico she has a cat a in, the, in the picture. So plus, plus one. one. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, go and ahead, I think, yeah, it's good to just give these tips because I think it is an option for an easier way to meet people. Like you were saying, Aaron, I agree with that. And Steve, what you were saying too, though, is you, whatever you want to be your intention of it, go into it thinking like that. And I'm with Miko on the, you know, don't take it too seriously. I feel like some people really put all this like effort and thought into their profile when somebody could be going through every single detail like Aaron, or somebody could just be looking at it, swipe like, left or right just based on your picture and they're not even reading anything. So um, just don't take it too, too seriously. And then um, we have to acknowledge though that there is still an option to meet somebody in person, but even though that <laughs> seems to be- Are you sure that's an option? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Although it seems to be a little bit harder these days with all these options of the dating apps. So Steve, if you wanna give any advice like when you're out, um, when somebody's out on the town or maybe they're just like at a show, a concert, what do you suggest for an engagement uh, with somebody that maybe you're interested in and you spot them from across the, the place? They need to be like Noah who just left. <laughs> 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 I mean, man, you, there's, there's always a reason to talk to somebody. I think the problem is is that we have a, the, the, I mean, there's all these studies that are done. The more densely a population is, the more separate they are and the more superficial we talk to people. So that's a bummer. And then that's the rise of dating apps and all that sort of stuff. The more densely populated we are, the less people actually con connect and communicate on a, on a level. There needs to be a sense of openness and lack of scarcity and all sort of stuff, and our emotions get all this. There's all these speeches and talks I've given on this. But anyway, <laughs> um, the, the thing is is that to meet somebody, we need to make it so, it's abnormal now to ask somebody how their day is or to ask somebody to say hello to them. It seems like everybody has an ulterior motive. In fact, there was an experiment that we did where we just went around and said what we thought to women. And it was interesting because you got uh, different responses. You know, So if you went up and said you were beautiful, people thought you were hitting on them. And if that wasn't your intention or whether that was or not, that's sad that that has to be the first thought. That an actual expression, I mean, you guys are talking about authenticity is cool, but wait a minute, when you say it face to face to somebody that it might offend somebody or it's politically incorrect, that's wrong? So if you said that somebody was beautiful, a lot of the time, man, I mean like, let's say like three out of 10 times, which is a lot. I mean, you got somebody who was angry at you that mm -hmm. was actually like, well, why are you saying that? Well, I have a boyfriend who's like, hey, I wasn't even saying that at all. I was just saying you look good, you have a good day. And it was like, what? why is that happening? So saying hello and talking to somebody has become like a lost art. Being social just to be social and have a human connection is seen as something that is in, and I, I agree, apps are way efficient, but that's it's seen as inefficient to actually talk to somebody. That's pretty bad. You know, right before the podcast, I mean, this dude was talking to me, and that, that was great. People don't do that, people aren't prepared to do that. And so, if you see somebody that you like, first off, what I'd say to be socially healthy is start talking to everybody. You know, talk to guys, talk to girls, talk to old people, talk to kids, talk to people that you don't have an agenda with because an agenda will come. You know, we hear about all this like put pressure on yourselves to go for life, but nobody's living life in the most simple, basic moments. Mm -hmm. So that's... Yeah, yeah, that was a great I speech, honestly. I just want to <laughs> say, I want to highlight something you said. It's something we talk about. A lot of us go to live music shows and events all the time. And we always, one of our key roles is meet the people around you. Yeah. Like talk to people in line with you, talk to the people that are next to you at a concert. You're going to be with them for the next couple hours. You might as well get yeah. to know them. And I guess that applies in a dating yeah. scene too. You may, not, you may be looking at the girl over there or guy or whatever it is, Get to know the people around you. That's kind of almost like a warm-up, I think, too. Yeah. Get yourself socially used to that uh -huh. social interaction before you engage in something a little bit more serious. Although it does suck when you're, you know, waiting in line with someone for the next two hours, and you're like, <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? And then you find out something horrible about them, and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to talk to you. I'm like, but, but you know, so you. Hey, neighbor, you're beautiful. I'm Fuck you. I'm going to go to the back of the line. <laughs> There's a couple things, like even talking to that with music. I, I recorded some stuff with Steve Albini, and he records only on tape. And it's pretty amazing to watch, but he records only on tape and it has to be played live in order to record it. 
And one of his things is like, and he, I mean, he's recorded everybody. He's recorded Led Zeppelin to Nirvana to all these like people, whatever. He's, he's uh, an interesting guy. But he would talk about that people don't play live music anymore, so nobody gets it, and so now our music loses this feeling. Not to say that recorded and you know all these like layered musics uh, that's wrong. Expression's expression, uh -huh. but we're not looking at that. And then the other thing too is is like, man, I meet somebody every day that politically and fundamentally I disagree with, and part of the beauty of that is that I, I think that in no way that a personal interaction should be superseded by a cause or a belief. I think that's terrible, you know, that to, to have a mentality, for me going into it, because I'll meet somebody that like, let's say they're into like this crazy political cause that's just so evil, they're like Nazis or something, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, I can't go by them, but okay. I can't, I can't <laughs> talk to this person because of that. And then I give up the experience of actually knowing them. Yeah. Because throughout my life, the deeper I go, the, I've had great experiences with people. Like, I don't know you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if we went into our lives, we'd find things we disagree on. Right, right. And that's the worst way to go into the little, you know, the, the, the minutia of your life to find out what I'm going to like or dislike you on rather than the human experience. But you got, you know, one, one factor you got to add to the whole thing is that if you're in a, at a place to socialize, so you had a bar or you had a club, you know, it's, you want that to be, the pro that process to be as quick as possible. So that's why you see you see you see guys going from one group to the next. You know that you know the bar closes at two o'clock, so Playing you're, the numbers you're in a rush. No, but but I mean it, it's it's really instant gratification. You you talk about it like it is a process, and you're trying to get to know somebody. You want to have a conversation. You know you gotta you gotta keep in mind of the environment you're in, and be able to uh, adapt to that. Nobody's gonna try to have a conversation with you at a bar with loud music, and it makes your sight tickle. So just to make things clear, I mean, like I made it my whole life about getting laid in bars for years, and I did right. it a lot. You don't go from person to person, really ever. You, you get, most are going to talk to, well, if you're good at it, you're going to talk to like three people the whole night. So so but to have an actual conversation, it. yeah. Well, I think what you're referring to is the player. <laughs> like, well, when well, it's 7.30 no, and they want to get laid tonight, and they're yeah, like going to this group, still. and then they're getting rejected, and they just go that, to but, but the guy that actually gets laid doesn't do that. Yeah, right. I mean, for the, sure. The one that's having the actual conversation, getting to know the person. Engaging yeah. it. Yep. Well, a conversation may not even happen either, but like, I'm like if you want to go to the bare bones, most stereotypical player, guy that everybody hates on, like I've lived that life, and you don't talk to everybody. You 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 don't well. You don't talk to you talk to everybody to be social, but you don't talk to everybody. Is like okay, are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it? What happens is you be you're able to very easily see after a while. All right, right, that's the girl I'm gonna talk to, I'm, and I'm gonna leave with her. And that would be the the most bare bones like thing that you do. Mm -hmm. You know whether you were having a conversation or not. So yeah. And I think right. ultimately, um, if you're meeting somebody in person, the best way to, if you hit it off or have some sort of connection, I think just getting somebody's phone number and taking it from there is the best um, option, unless you're trying to close the deal as you were referring to earlier. But I think in general, for me, if somebody asks me for my number, I'm not usually, if we've been talking or like having a good time, I'd be like, okay, you can have my number. And then, you know, follow it up after that uh, with, texting and getting to know each other over you know the phone i like to plan a later seat so if i'm gonna get your number it's for something so it's hey you know that thing we're talking about let's go do that sometime can i get your number so we can coordinate <laughs> like i can't I, hear I you it's loud in here <laughs> i go i go with that angle yeah like even just life. like hey let's go whatever get coffee sometime if it's keep it that's simple that's a good angle yeah, <laughs> right. and I just reminded Nico's me too. His games, the entire game on the show. We actually never mentioned coffee meets bagel, but one of my friends swears by that being her favorite uh, dating app because you just meet in person over having a coffee and you have a conversation. So just thought I would bring that up too. I've have you tried it before? I think I have. I mean, okay. I don't. I mean, there's just not as many people. Yeah. On there, but and then the next thing I want to talk about is when you get to the point of you have a prospect and you want to take it to the date. So. Uh, I wanted to go around and give some tips about what to do for planning a date. Like activity-wise, places, does anybody have any recommendations they'd like to shout out? So this is, I guess, my reaction to Coffee Meets Bagel, and uh, this is totally just me. I realize I am insane. But um, <laughs> please, like, I do not want to go somewhere and get, drink caffeine and get, like, super jittery and, like, have a date last for, like, 30 minutes. Like, please let me go somewhere with alcohol so I can be socially lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We appreciate the honesty. And then at that point, they, they, like, you know, I find out, like, oh, well, you know, I don't really want to go to a bar because I don't drink. I'm like, oh, well, I'm a food it's writer. It's not going to so work out. <laughs> 
Um, so a couple of places that I was just thinking of where I would say a good date would be is some there somewhere that has an activity around it. So like the Good Night, for example, culinary dropout, places where you have games where it's not so much pressure as far as like the one-on-one, -on -one, you're actually doing something and getting to know each other a little bit better that way. I'm about, you need something that's gonna engage you, preferably either, com for me, me personally, competitively or together competitively always is a good something because it also creates a memory and that's something you can work off of. Um, and you can beat them at the game. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. And I would also add in there that places not to go are things where you're not engaging with the person. Movie theater. I don't Movie know where that, that came from. Worst. That whole you go you're on a date. You go, when you go on a date in, in high school, you take the girl to the movie theater. Then well, high school you, you already you know them. No, I know, but I mean, it's like how is that engaging and and going to, going to see a movie and you just watching something. As an adult, don't take him to the movie. Or even a bar, really. I don't think that that's really uh, appropriate. Cause you're so not never dinner in a movie, that's what you're saying. Dinner, not in the beginning. I think beginning. dinner in a movie is fine. I think dinner is kind of weird for a first date, actually. Because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, especially, I mean, granted, most of the people that I meet are from apps. But yeah, it's like, I don't know you. I'm meeting you for the first time. I don't want to watch you eat. It's weird. Well, and, it's it's like and you're a food critic. Yeah, and <laughs> hard to please. Yeah, well, and if they and an eating critic as well, apparently. Yeah, if they suggest the wrong place, then I'll reject them. No, um, but like, <laughs> it also means like, there's a certain amount of time that's like I have to sit there and like wait for food, and so I don't know. I just I always like well, having the escape route. So like, if I get a drink with someone, it's like okay, well I can have a drink, and if it's going well, then I have two. Uh, otherwise, I can just be like, oh, sorry, I got to work. Bye. Well, and, and, and if uh, the date's horrible within the first two minutes, you're, you're still going to sit down and eat or yeah. you're get up and go. You're stuck there. By the <laughs> way, I did actually go. I think I went on one coffee date ever, and um, we went to Mozart's to go get uh, tea. That's a good spot, though. And, okay, nice. I am all about fairness and dates, whatever, but dude didn't pay for my 275 iced tea. Like, I was like, Really? Three dollars. Yeah. No. So that would be your not for fairness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think I am for fairness, but like if it's under three dollars, but if it's I'm under three dollars, sure you can cover. <laughs> so if we went to a place where drinks were four fifty, you got it. Yeah, we can split it, or we, or he, yeah. Yeah, I think communication is the number one key because, like, for me personally, I actually don't want to give up my time to just go have a drink. Like, I feel like you need to be buying me dinner kind of thing. So I think, like, everybody's different. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. I bought all this makeup and looked pretty. You owe me <laughs> I curled my hair, damn it. Well, w w do you like when the guy plans it or you also plan the day too? As long as it's somewhat collaborative, it actually annoys the shit out of me when, like, a guy will be like, yeah, let's hang out sometime. And I'm like, okay. Oh, that's the worst. W what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> when? <laughs> like, or like, they like won't put anything into it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm free on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like. Nice. You don't give them a weekend day at first, huh? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, because my escape route is, I mean, it's, it's true. I got to work in the morning. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is actually true. Like, I mean, since I'm a writer, like a lot of the times I have to go home and work, but like, if it's going bad, for sure. I, oh yeah, I gotta go home at work. Oh, but it's 8 p.m. Oh, sorry, I have an article due tomorrow. Um, what What about yeah, you, Steve? What What do you uh, suggest? So some fundamentals of dating is like don't think about money or all this like big expensive shit. Think about killing this fly so yeah. I can <laughs> eat. I'm gonna catch it with my hand and eat it. Oh, Miyagi, food critic. Uh, so, but anyway, they have good protein and good bacterial yeah, content. You're uh man, this what does that say about me? Jeez, <laughs> God. But uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to have a fly buzzing around you on a date. But uh the what I think a good rule of thumb is like don't think about money and like a lot of guys think of about like they're gonna do this big impressive thing or that it's gotta be this huge deal. And a date should be fun, it should be exciting, it should be always happening. So again, what gets kind of crazy, but this is a phenomenon that like they noticed a lot of people liking way back when in the dating industry was that go to multiple spots because if you st get stuck at one spot, it's less entertaining. And then another thing to think about is that, uh, like, we, we have these, uh, there's like these little PDFs that we give away for free, and that one of the dates that's just like, you know, no money or very very inexpensive would be something like a photo scavenger hunt. It came out of a dating coach by the, guy, by the name of Jason Savage in Austin, and basically you'd go to the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue when the Cathedral of Junk was there, they'd go travel there, then they'd go to Mozart's or something like that, they go to three or four places and you realize if you like the person or not. And so there's oftentimes where you as a guy, you, you're like, man, this, this may not be working out or this isn't what I 
you know, we're not gelling here. So then you could very easily and politely without hurting anybody's feelings, you know, say something like, you know what, I got to get home or, you know, something came up or, you know, whatever, or just end it there because that's your plan. And if you do want it to continue, how do you want it to continue? And one of the things about a date is you should have it, you should have it continue in the way that you want. So, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people having sex. I mean, I own a website called The Sexual Life, and I think that it's sad that people put so many blocks towards that. So if that's it, then you got to end up at your place or her place. That's it. You know, and it's a choice, and it's something that a lot of people want. A lot of people want that on a date. If you want to get to know them better, then end up someplace where you're going to be alone and talk. But either way, your last place that you end up, like, so let's say if it was Mozart's, you know, that's great because you guys can talk. You guys can interact. You can get to know the real person better, whether that's through conversation or you know, doing whatever, planning the next date. So keep, I'd say three places, keep it fun. It doesn't have to be expensive. And there's, there's a whole bunch of different ideas on that that you can find online. But they, it shouldn't really cost you any money. So right, and I think that's a key point. Uh, sorry, I'll let you go in a second. Um, like you were saying too, like the, the guy that says like, let's hang out sometime. I feel like that's the culture lately is like if um, they're a little bit apprehensive to planning something, it's just like, let's kick it or let's hang out, this like general statement. But then there's no initiative to like take it to an actual place or whatever. And then you could go for weeks back and forth on that. Like, so I think what you mentioned, I just wanted to call that out because one of my friends who's really good at dating, she gave that advice to our other friend, which was, hey, suggest the dates that you're available, push it forward so that you're not going this back and forth type of thing. Yeah, planning, I think, is serious. Like, the ability to plan is one of the most attractive qualities in a man, yeah. seriously. And there's so many options. I'm um, like, just before the podcast, I sent uh, Marzi Smiley um, <laughs> a bunch of blogs to these guys because th if you can just Google like date ideas in Austin, just date ideas, free date ideas, there's so many different options that uh, pop up and that. Were you gonna say something, Miko, earlier? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm a planner, ladies. No. <laughs> Seriously, go, shout look out into to the camera. Right on Tinder. The whole, the whole crew. His, his, his name is planners. Miko. <laughs> yeah, Doing an ad right now. <laughs> I think I just did. I think you did it for me. Um, one of the date things I did, you know, so it also, uh, Steve makes a good point on what you're looking for in life. And, you know, at one point in my life, I was looking for the picket fence life, ultimately. I, less so these days, but when I was looking for that, um, I plan the first date around that. Let me try to find someone who's also looking for that. How do I, how do, I do that? Um, so I'm very involved in the community and like to do things out here and podcasts or what have you. I would plan, I did a couple dates where I planned a volunteer event. And we like, we, we do a volunteer event first. Something not so bad where like, you know, I don't want them to go too crazy. But then we go get drinks or something like that afterwards. But it made me see a little bit of their character and how much they complained or how much they liked it or whatever it was. And I really measured them by that first experience. <laughs> going That's to very interesting. Event. Okay. He has an Excel, Excel spreadsheet. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. It's all by the numbers. Step one, step two, <laughs> step three. Yeah. So a couple other ideas that I had put down was uh, putt putt golf, Peter Pan. So it was a good spot. Concerts in the park were nearing that time of year when there's plenty of options. Those are free. They have music too. Um, I also put uh, spoken word. So there's soul sessions. I don't know if you guys have heard of that or uh, Encore ATX this month as options. And then also um, dancing, like some people really like to dance. So Salsa at Gloria's was an option on Saturday nights, I believe Saturday it is. Nights. Yep. I, I, I would add uh, anything old school. If you're dating around your age and you go to, let's say, an 80s dance party, you go do karaoke or you go Karaoke's to pinballs and you play Mario Kart or something that like, like takes them back and you can really connect on that as well. Yeah, Kung Fu has plenty of there the older go. games. Play you guys can start a, a competition there. So there's a marketing tech. This is a marketing thing for my marketers in the house. You know, when you're when you're doing a change, when you're marketing something new, you want to make sure and throw something old in there to to act as a bridge. And I guess you can lose that in your dating life as well when you talk about something nostalgia, something yeah. old school. Yeah. New person, old school. Yeah. Go to Dave and Buster's, <laughs> play Mario Kart. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so bottom line, there's plenty of options. There sh that should never be an excuse that you can't come up with a, a date idea. You can ask your friends, you can go online and find options. Uh, the next thing is uh, any prep tips for a date uh, just to get ready. Like, so for example, um, what do you wear? Do you prep any conversation topics? Like any recommendations anybody have? I'll give the one tip I always give when it comes to going out, be comfortable <laughs> yeah. as far as what you're Absolutely, wearing. Yeah. Don't go over the top just to impress the other, especially if it's the first one. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the 
my feet hurt. The I I, I, I sorry I can't I can't deal no with. No bad that girl. Shit. I sent you an agenda. <laughs> what? <Well, I laughs> I would I'm like saying, I don't, I'm not going on a date to hear your bitch all night about your <laughs> shoes. That's all. And I believe we have uh, an ad that we need to throw in here. Shout out to Slap Barbecue. Go to realdoughbarbecue.com. Yes, yes. uh, two locations. One at Burnett 183 next to Sherlock's. Second one in, at Oak Hill at the Y. Slap Barbecue. Go have yourself a notorious PIG or Tony Montana Dough Barbecue. Go check it out. Mention the feedback at checkout for 10% off, all right? RealDoughBarbecue.com. Shout out to Slab. And that's actually a great date because you right. can go there and go right to Sherlock's afterwards. You can go do karaoke. There you go. Karaoke See night yeah. and you're, you're right back at it. Boom. There you go. Feedback's got your date lined up. So back to <laughs> the conversation ideas. So when you think about, like, talking on a date, does anybody ever put together, like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about tonight, like, if I get put on the spot. I did that in high school. But Aaron, please tell me you do. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much planning. <laughs> I know I said planning sexy. <laughs> I think I know someone on stage who does. <laughs> well, if I try to avoid getting nervous, for me personally, like I'll just like write down three things. Like, Are you serious? No. Like uh, any topic? Like yeah, politics? Sex? Yeah. What? It's always, okay, for example, um, I went to a coach one time, like life coach, and she said that make sure you're showcasing your qualities that you want to of what you're looking for in somebody. For example, um, if I'm looking for a relationship, more serious type of thing, then maybe I shouldn't talk about how like I love to go party and I plan all these parties and I love to go to happy hour every day. And like, so a little bit less of party girl lane and more showcasing like volunteer lane, family lane, like um, different aspects of yourself that you want to Here's my resume. <laughs> <laughs> in essence though. Uh, that, that's that's a lot of planning you're doing. Okay, well, so, so what planner. were they? What were the things? Yeah. Well, it was that though, like um, volunteer. Yeah, yeah, like how I like to volunteer and how I'm really close with my family. Those types of things, because I think what when I was getting nervous, I would automatically talk about all the events that I do, and would just kind of made it sound like all I do is go out all the time. Which some people do think that, but it's not true. Does, uh, does <laughs> silence? Only 90% true. Yeah, we already learned about your Saturday night. So. <laughs> yeah. Does silence make you uncomfortable? Yes, so I'm one of those people that I'll like immediately start talking if it's quiet. And and one time I was on a date where the guy literally, um, he would get nervous and just like giggle, and it was really awkward because I, it was a blind date. But he was just like every time there was silence, he would like giggle profusely, and I'm like, you have a horrible really laugh. <laughs> that I, needless to say, oh I never went on a date with that guy again. So I I have been on so many first dates thanks to Tinder. Um, I guess thanks. Some of them not thanks. Um, but so like I I just kind of have been on so many at this point that I know I have kind of like these stock stories that are like my favorite stories to tell about myself that like end up, you know, getting thrown out. And some of them are like really inappropriate. <laughs> and I can always tell like if there's a point where it's like either I've had too much to drink on this date or this date's going really well and I'm feeling a little too comfortable and then I'm like Oh God! I told the dick pic story again. <laughs> <laughs> oh What's wow! The dick pic story. Yeah, tell that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you like can't just drop that now. You have to tell that story. <laughs> yeah, that's the extended features on the podcast story. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, does anybody have any stories though of a date, actual date, where um, they either had like a really bad time or a really good time, and there's a story around it? Ooh, Nico, ooh, ooh, Nico, go. Like raise your Nico's hand. Nico's always got a story. Uh, Tinder date. Um, this girl, she was the aggressor. She reached out to me, um, which is not normal, honestly. Usually Tinder, you've got to reach out to them first. Um, but reached out to me. We ended up going to a crew wine bar in Domain. Nice. She's up north. Her, uh, your idea or her idea? Uh, mine. She was up north, and I was. I would That's just definitely where you want to go, Dutch. <laughs> 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 and uh, so went there. A little later, it was like, well, we're supposed to go at 9, but she ended up delaying it to like 10 and 10.30. And that was pretty late, as it was. And I was like, all right, well, we showed up at 10.30. And uh, we came there Dutch, if I can use it that way, right? Two different cars. And first of all, she walks in. Tinder, one of the things you don't know, I'm not the tallest person in the world, and she was. She walks I don't personally don't have a problem with that, but I know women do more often than not. But she walks in. I stand up. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, <laughs> How tall are you? I'm 5'7". Five, six, three quarters, two nickels on a dime. But, you know, <laughs> we'll round. And uh, she had to be, I mean, she wasn't that much taller. She was maybe 5'8". But she was wearing heels as well. 
so cool week, sat down, started talking, and I can tell, I'm very comfortable talking to people, as many of you know. I can tell from the very beginning, reading body language, she was extremely nervous. Sat down, sits down, starts fidgeting with like silverware and things, and I start asking her questions, right, trying to make her feel comfortable, things that she's, she knows well. And she, I get her to start talking, and she talks, and she talks, and she never stops. And it's she talked more than you? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Whoa, you, you see were, the problem here, You were right? out talk. You see the problem. So that is turn He's off. Like, that I means she's perfect mic. for him. <laughs> yeah, right? I so can shut the fuck up sometimes. This is she, awesome. <laughs> she was talking, and she's talking about things I wasn't even interested in, and she never, the, what was started to get fun to me, I, I, I play games and different little things just to entertain myself. I was like, this date's going horrible. She doesn't think that. She's having a good time just talking. Someone's listening to her. So I, I decided to play a game of how little can I get her to know about me and how little bit can I talk? And so she would be talking and finally, like, shit, after 30 minutes, she says, oh, I'm sorry, I've been talking. What about you? What do you do? Oh, I don't do anything interesting. What about you? Blah, 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 blah. And I throw a question back at her, another 30 minutes. Brrr, I'm like, wow. Yeah, that makes a really good dating tip right there. Is the story over or are you still going? No, you can finish <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> are you done talking, Miko? <laughs> Man, are you trying to catch up from that day? I was, I was hoping, <laughs> yeah. hoping for you, like, tied up and, like, there, yeah. in a basement or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, we, of all the conversation that happened, um, you know, the date ends, I walk her to her car, um, and she says, well, you know, enjoyed it. We should hang out. Um, I still have some time before my for before my kid comes back, and you know we should hang out again. I was like, wait a minute, what? You have a kid? Like all that talking, and you never mentioned that over the last hour <laughs> and a half. Yeah, but she was. I mean, look, she was tall. She probably felt like weird at first because like a lot of tall girls are like, you know. I mean, my wife's six feet. I'm eight five eight. So, uh-huh. uh, and she wears heels. And like a lot of people, people. So the the guy that presents himself to her is a. Di- it's it's not all men. You know, so it's guys who have big fronts who don't deliver, like mm-hmm. in the back end and stuff like that. So it's like girls that are tall, like they can be. I, I mean, in some ways, like you go, like man, it's amazing because she's a model, but it's seen sometimes as a hindrance rather than anything else. And then she probably felt, you know, awkward, so she didn't talk about her kid, and you know, and those clearly, things. Steve is a dating coach. He's yeah. like, see it from all perspectives, Miko. You're nice. I was. Well, I would have <laughs> been <laughs> fucked <laughs> up, man. I would have been fine with it. Should have mentioned that earlier. Like in the hour and a half, yeah, she was yeah. talking. I have a kid. And my question is also, I mean, like after the date, was she like, oh my God, that guy like just would not talk. And I had to just talk about myself the whole time. Yeah. It was so <laughs> awkward. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because that could be Possib- a woman's perspective. Yeah. Possibly. But then. But you saw it as rude at first and just drew it out. Yeah, I drew yeah. it out. I let, I let it happen. She clearly yeah. wasn't self-aware. So there was no follow-up to that? No, I let that go. <laughs> yeah, you were so like, that was oh, a bad dating story. I'm in this for a while. I'm just going to ride this out. I'm going to find a game. I'm going to enjoy myself while I'm here in some form of fashion. So that is definitely a good tip about dating is make sure that the conversation is flowing both ways. Like, So yeah. if you find yourself talking too much, like engage the other person. Have you all seen that uh, modern love column that's uh, the 25 questions to make someone fall in love with you? No, but it sounds know. interesting. So, it, I mean, I don't know how much. It's, it's a really interesting column. I have n- no idea how it actually works. But it does give you really good examples of questions to ask that are, like, open-ended and interesting. So, like, instead of, like, oh, do you have si- siblings or whatever? Like, oh, who are you closest to in your family? Like, tell me about that. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, they're all open-ended yeah. question, not yes or no type thing. Exactly. Yeah, I, we'll I have to look that up that. and reference it, Byron. I want to emphasize yeah. Have you found Jesus? <laughs> That's what I start Tell with. Tell me about your relationship <laughs> with Jesus. No, when, but when if, for conversation, you should ask open-ended questions as much as possible. People ask, you know, again, how many siblings do you have? That's closing. Like, you're not drawing a lot out of me. And it's good to get people talking in that way and throw those open-ended questions out there. Yeah, the Another piece I throw out there, and I'll, I'll let you take the floor here. Um, I try to make it a point in life, but that translates to dating, to have more question marks at the end of my statements than periods. Right, ask more questions in life to learn more about people in general. If you're talking and you're making exclamation marks and periods at the end of your conversation, you're just talking at people, you're not talking with them. Yeah, and that goes to, along with what you were saying earlier, just try to have a conversation with somebody, maybe without even an agenda. Like, so like think of it more like that on a date, unless you are on an agenda, but <laughs> just like, hey, you know, just having a rag, uh, actual conversation might help relieve some of the nervousness, I think, in general. And then, um, did you have anything to ask, Steve? Uh, I can go whenever you guys are, are ready. 
You're right. Are we ready for you? <laughs> <laughs> Take the mic. Well, no, I mean, like, so conversation is very simple. So everybody looks at specifics in their life. So we all have our different identities. And a lot of people think they need to start off a conversation with that. Yet our identities link to certain things, which I call general topics. And so everybody has general topics, like family, people they're close with, uh, their passions, their ideas, their ideals, you know, things that they're afraid of. And everybody thinks you can't talk about negative things. I'll talk to anybody about anything that has happened in my life, whether that's, you know, being a drug addict, whether that's ending up in jail, whether that's anything that has happened to me that is, is real. I, I am convinced that I can get somebody to relate with it because judgment is a form of separation and connection kills judgment. So any, like one of the things that I made like the, when I started being a dating coach, so I worked in rehabs for a long time and uh, you know, from when I was 17 and so on. And um, when I'd meet people, I'd realize there was more to a story, right? That's why it's like, you can't judge. You know, if somebody's a Nazi, you know, that sucks. They're, they're doing bad stuff. Right. But you cannot take the humanity out of them. The worst thing that you can do is take that humanity out of somebody before you meet them. Because now you've put them in a box. And so much about our opinions about people is, is because they put us in a box. Well, you're going to say this? Oh, you're a Trump supporter? Fuck you. No, I mean, that, that person who's a Trump supporter or, or not or whatever the, the hell it is, is somebody that you can relate with. And if you lose that value, then you've lost. Because now your life is controlled by somebody else's thought. Right. So that all being said, if you talk to the general, that's key. You know, not the guy that's selling auto insurance. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you got to talk to another punter. Yeah. <laughs> you got to talk to the uh, the the instead of your specifics. So it's like, oh, I'm a dating coach, or I do jujitsu, or whatever. Or, you know, wh whatever the hell it is. Those are my specifics. But what do I do? What do I live for? What did I do today that made me feel good about myself? Every single one of you could answer that right now. Mm -hmm. What did you do today where you go, man? I'm a little bit afraid. Every single one of you guys could do that. It might be hard for you to admit, but guess what makes it easier for you to, to talk about if I talk about it myself? So if I can very quickly, not on and on for 30 minutes, right? If I could just go like, man, you know what I was really afraid of today? Is, uh, you know, I, well, I dropped my parents off at the airport and um, you know, my kids were saying bye to them and all that sort of stuff. It was just an awkward moment where you kind of wanted everybody to feel the moment and it just made me it made me, and there was a lot of work that I had to do. It just made me question, like, what am I doing with my day-to-day? -day? And, and, like, so what made you question that you want to do or that what you're going through with your day-to-day? -day? Every single one of you guys can answer that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it would be real. Or it would be a window to the real part of yourself. And if we want to talk about authenticity, then guess what? I could say, I like that. I want to go on another date with you. Or let's say my intent is sexuality, which everybody's so afraid of. I could actually say, that's motherfucking attractive. Thank you. You felt that, right? You felt <laughs> yeah. that? With the no, gaze so and everything. Anyway, that's, that's dead in the eye, like, bam. <laughs> I felt comfortable You needed now. to shift. <laughs> Don't be afraid, grinder. I'm on the afterwards. Hello, everybody. That's hilarious. Cash me. Uh, uh, do you have a story for us? Aaron, you have to tell the dick pic one now. Yeah, I want to hear that no, one. you got to tell it. I, I have a He's whole like, PDF on sending to a dick pic. talk about on my date. Oh my the right way to do it. Yeah. There's a right way to do it. Right way to do Go it. Go to the research that was put into this. Crazy. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to call out the person that sent me the dick pic. Oh, call uh, him. Give him a different name. Pseudonym. Pseudonym. Uh, yeah, but if I tell the story, he'll know who he is. Oh, <laughs> oh he, he, he was yeah. not gonna listen. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, we basically Wait. like I went on a couple of dates with this guy, and um, like after the third date, I could kind of tell it wasn't really work. I mean, he, he was kind of into non-monogamy, and I kind of like monogamy, and so I was like, well, you know, this probably is going to work out. Um, but we were, like, sitting at a bar and, you know, just talking and drinking, and he, like, turns to me. He's like, so, you want to see my dick pic? And I'm like... Oh, he's there. He didn't touch what, he's here with you. He wow. went to the live That's dick That's a whole other level. Like, yeah. oh, he could have just pulled his pants down. <laughs> 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 Why use technology? Why, Why the middle probably, It would have been a bigger compliment <laughs> if he actually showed you live. <laughs> Let's go to the bathroom real quick. Hilarious. You can and feel it. You can size it up. You can do whatever. But no, let me show you on the screen. What a waste of technology. And then it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what you were talking about. <laughs> Go I ahead. A video. Yeah. And so, and <laughs> it's then not so even like, a <laughs> So, like, two weeks later, like, we, I mean, I felt like that date, we had kind of sealed that we weren't going to date <laughs> each other. And so, like, two weeks later, I'm, like, walking around downtown. Just, what was your response when you said that, though, on that? I was, like, no, I'm good. Okay. Like, <laughs> so you didn't show the dick pic? We're, like, in public at a bar. I'm, like. You still haven't answered. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's where you messed up. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, but so then, uh, so then later, um, I was like, it was, it was South by Southwest. This is a couple years ago, and I was like walking around downtown, and he texts me. He's like. Hey, what's up? And I'm like, not much. You and he texts me. He's like, not much. And it's his dick. And I'm like, you not much. You really much. So he really had to you, get that in there. He really wanted to send that dick. <laughs> Did you reply, not much? <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, you're you're excellent, so man. <laughs> I don't send dick pics. That is the best reply to a a. Uh, so yeah, you say, what's up? And he sends a dick pic. Yeah. Not, not much. much. No, <laughs> to not be much. fair, there is no way that I could say not much to anything about that dick pic. He was very proud of it for. Wow. That defeat. It doesn't matter. Like, so if he's sending you a dick pic it, and it's unwarranted, all you have to do is say you don't like it, and then he's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> how, how, how to how to like make a man feel bad about himself? Just insult his, his dick. Yeah. Or how he has sex. Those two, it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, now that we're at the end of the, the main section here, I just wanted to talk about um, where do we go from here? So when is oh it appropriate to send a dick pic? After which date? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. When can you send <laughs> a dick pic? Uh, so you say you've gone a on a couple dates. You know, when's it appropriate to, you know, take it to the next level, ask the questions about what your status is, that type of thing? Do you have any tips about that, Steve? I don't know, uh, Facebook official. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's like all that all that stuff is like everybody's concept. So if we if everybody here went in in here, so everybody out there and everybody here was like, what do I want in a relationship? You'd have a list and you'd have a plan. And then if I asked you your last five relationships, how much of that list and plan actually was it? Mm -hmm. They'd probably be pretty different. And so a lot of times we have a plan about how things go. And uh, in a way, I mean that's. I mean, we should all have plans, we should have directions because we all have a horizon, we all need to walk towards something. Ambition is a core part of humanity that we need to have, but ambition means the pursuit for better of my life, not necessarily that, it's, uh, that I'm gonna get all these things that I want because I'm insecure. So a lot of times our relationships, which are su such a core projection of ourselves, are these like fantasies, basically, of what th the reality is that we get. And also, what we want so much, like it's like, I want to settle down with somebody, or you hear guys say, I want to fuck a bunch of people. They don't really know. So in a way, it's like, you know, go for what you want, but be open to changing, because you will change. And if you hold back, if you hold back on that in any way, you're going to get stagnant. You're going to stay in, like, plateau land forever. So I think that, you know, the, these conversations, look, if you're, I think, I personally feel, now a lot of people disagree with me on this, is you should have sex as quick as possible before you, there you go, man. <laughs> say it out there, say it out there, say it Nico. The, the you have why, an ad going right now. <laughs> the reason why isn't to like, you know, humiliate anybody or take advantage, it's because you're actually not being yourself until you're having sex. So I, I, can t I can talk about myself all day long in a great way when I don't know somebody and they can talk about themselves in a great way. But once we have sex, a lot of stuff calms down. And when it calms down, then I can have a relationship discussion, and then I can have a discussion about my real values. Because before then, it's, it, it, it's held back by something. Now, that also doesn't negate the fact that when you have sex, other stuff also comes up, you know, that you have to be prepared to talk about. So sex is one of those things that is, is our born-to-be communication. In fact, our social drives and our social evolution, even if you look at you know, human evolution and all that sort of stuff, is that it came from sex. So mammals, uh, mammals are the most social of all animals and there's all this integration and mating rituals and all that sort of stuff. Human beings have the most complex brains and so ours are more elaborate, but that started with sex. It was all to serve the purpose to have sex. And so when we do that, a lot of our brains calm down. A lot of, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, so much of trauma and whatnot gets fired with, you know, our, our amygdala and our prefrontal cortex misinterprets it and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, all that sort of stuff calms down once we start having sex. Now, people who've experienced trauma, those sorts of things go up. But at the same time, if you're not sexually active and you're avoiding that and you're having a conversation of all these rules and boundaries about dating and you have trauma, then when you open up the sexual window, it opens up kind of a Pandora's box. So you gotta, I think sex, sexual activity is good and then learn to talk about it that from there. I, I wanna piggyback if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, do I have a couple questions about it, since, go ahead. Since I got, since I got threw myself under the own bus when I said I agree about the, the sex. It's not for selfish reasons, well, okay. It's not all for selfish reasons. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, part. There's nothing wrong with it being. Yeah, just, I think you know, part yeah. of it is vulnerability. I think that's what you're speaking to. Yeah. Once you've been vulnerable with each other, then there's a level of trust that happens, right? You're past that stage where you're pretending. You've been exposed to each other. You've seen your most vulnerable during sex. You hit a new level after that. That's one reason I think you should have sex early. Number two, what if the sex is bad or you just don't connect during sex? Yeah. You don't want to be in a long relationship. Oh, we didn't have sex for the first six months, and now we did, and it's terrible, and we don't get along, and we don't like the same things at all. Well, now you've invested six months into someone who you don't have good sex with. And sure, maybe you can learn over time, but wouldn't have been great to know in the first couple of weeks? And then get past that, say, all right, we're not going to be compatible in that way. Let's move on. Do it like the French. They, they fuck first, and then they talk. Ah. I feel because like the, the, the concept you're from France, aren't you? Oui, oui, je suis français. <laughs> so the, the, the concept of, of dating in, 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 in France, um, there's not this, like, tension. It's they think of it more as uh, okay, I yeah. like you, you like me, let's go do something. As and there's no tension. Not like I can say there's no tension whatsoever because I'd be lying. But there's not this expectation. Like oh, what happens when I take you back to your house? I'm gonna headbutt you because you don't want to kiss oh, totally. me and all that. So I, I think there's a lot of pressure that's involved with the concept of dating in the first place. But whatever um, ways you can come up with that will alleviate that pressure, whether it's uh, you know, like I said earlier, playing games or just fuck it, let's get down and dirty and then get out the way and and then talk later. Um, I, th I, th I think would help. Yeah, and like I've because uh, you think about France? it too much, Paris. Well, yeah. yeah. So I, I dated a girl, uh, and and we lived in <laughs> off of National, the subway stop in Paris. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, it's it's. Uh, how long did it take you? <laughs> it's uh, how long did it take me? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, did you get, did you get with immediate. Her? Yeah. French. Yeah. And, and <laughs> but it's. Like that, that, that having those experiences with people from France or Germany or Austria or many different areas or Hungary, um, it, it, well, Eastern Europe's a little bit different, but still there's less of a connotation about sex, which makes you go, wow, this is so weird that in the U.S. Puritans, we, we like overthink it. Yep. And, and, and men and women are men and women. The same problems happen, mm -hmm. right? of relationships you know so it's not like it's this huge evolution of thought it just starts in a different place and i think it starts in a place that's a little bit easier to deal with and see the real relationship when in europe and and really most other countries yeah so that's repressive our quaker background always say is the reason for all that puritan americans yep. yeah and i actually um i'm a little bit indifferent about the have sex as soon as possible thing because for me I feel like if you are looking, it depends on what you're looking for. So if you're looking for something more casual, to me, having sex whenever, the first date, second date, whatever, is, you know, giving that message off that I'm okay with wherever this goes. But to me, if you're looking for a long-term serious relationship, I find that it's uh, better, more beneficial to hold off and wait for like the three dates type of thing so you can get to know each other a little bit better. Only because, in my experience, women um, just tend to get a little bit more emotionally connected way too soon if you rush the sex part of it. So that's just my perspective. I also don't want to have sex with an asshole. So like, I feel like it takes a couple of dates to like figure out if someone's a huge dick, and like, if they are, then I don't want to have sex with them. Or if they're like you mentioned a lot tonight, uh, being authentic. So you don't know if somebody is showing you like this blurred version of them like that's putting forth their best self but it's not really them yeah, um, exactly yeah and i feel like by, by the third date i get more of a idea of who that person is and whether or not we connect good and i do think it's weird i mean i don't know i think in the one sense i think it doesn't matter because i know there's so many people who yeah. you know have sex on the matter. first date and they're married and it's totally fine um but so I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's just kind of something you have to work out between. Well, you two. My, my point is no guy is going to go on a first oh. date and smack the girl across the face and go, this is who I am. There's going to yeah, be this yeah. put this tension to put on this front because everything you're saying and everything you're doing is being judged by the other. In, in so first off, if your choice to wait on having sex, it's totally fine. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. saying no, 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 that. Yeah. But, but let me just say this is that think of it that there's two kind of like in respect yourself I'm the, by all means like do what you do that's the best thing to do but two things would be is that when I hear girls and guys complain about being with an asshole 
the asshole was the one that they waited to have sex with longer because when they had sex, the reality of them came out. And so, uh, like, if, if, I, if I talk to a lot of women, one of the things I'll say is, like, um, you know, you know, we'll talk about their past relationships. I mean, I'm dating a relationships coach. They'll always talk to me about that. Mm -hmm. They'll say, man, I've dated so many assholes, and it always happened after, they, after we had sex. Now, the other thing, too, is, is that why is – the second thing would be is why is sex so guarded and so feared that it could hurt me? That if I give up my dick or if you give up your pussy or you give up your body, that it's going to cause such a threat. And it's not. It's an expression. It's such an amazing thing. It is the ultimate well, but I mean, act of connection. It literally can't hurt you. I mean, but so can So can making friends with people. You know. But so so how but can like it the hurt act you? of being vulnerable for women? Like I mean, saying like, "Hey, come back to my place." There is the chance that like a dude's gonna rape you. So like, and, and I'm and I'm not saying that you should be. My sex life started out with rape. I didn't ha I didn't have sex for three years after those. My girlfriend was kid uh, kidnapped and abducted and tortured. I witnessed it happen from across the street. I was powerless in it, and it sucked. And then after that, I have a huge story of addiction. I've had horrible things happen to me on the street, which I, I don't actually think those are the worst things about being a, a drug addict or in recovery at all. But those things suck. But I had to go like, hey, you know what? And I, and I work, and that's the other thing too. It's like I work with people in that. You know? And so I, I spent a lot of my life working with people who've had problems with that, and mainly men. And then which made me ultimately a good coach in a separate side of things. But the best thing to do was that I couldn't fear other people. If I walk into a situation with mm -hmm. a wall up and expect you, you, you to know that and treat me differently without knowing me, that's horrible. And so when I walk into a relationship where I want to have a good relationship and give myself to somebody, that's the ultimate gift, to give myself to another human being. I need to be me. And if I walk into that with fear, then that represses it. Nonetheless, take three, four, whatever dates to have the relationships that you want, but go in with the idea that I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be who I am, and I'm willing to let that be affected by somebody. You know, I'm everything I know about masculinity comes from women, not because I'm trying to be a woman, but because I let a woman change me. And, and that's very, very important. If I held something back, then I'm, I'm actually setting up a situation for somebody who is an asshole to be more of an asshole. Did I give you hope, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting concept to say that, yeah, like, <clears throat> he becomes an asshole yeah, afterwards, and so you're prolonging it. It's a very interesting perspective, in my opinion. I think just in general, the overall, how I would sum that up, is just go at the speed that you're comfortable with, and I don't think anybody should expect it on the first date. I feel like it should just go with the flow and whatever works for you and the person that you're on the date with. So, I, I think that to go back to that, that tension and you can make it as tense as you want it and there are ways to bring that down. And I think that what people get caught up in, in is that, oh, if I ask you on a date, that means I want to get in your pants right away. That might not be the case. but. Again, it's bec because you want to have you want to have that conversation. You want to open up. You want to feel vulnerable. You want to not talk too damn much. Look, <laughs> look at me. I'm just listening. No, no, no. You're right. So <laughs> you're just listening. Yeah, we're listening. We're listening. But um, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, last quick couple of uh, takeaways, advice you want to give our listeners. Last final thoughts. Call, final, last any call. final thoughts. Final thoughts. If you're worried about dating, you don't need to be. There's so much information out there. There's a lot of bad information, but there's so much information out there. There's so many people spreading a good message. Get around people that you like, but don't be afraid to talk to people that you don't like. Aaron, I'll catch one up for you. You're about to write an article on uh, profiles, right? Yeah. Yeah, profile. yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe some final tips, a teaser from what you're writing. <laughs> well, I mean, I already said a couple of them. Um, and I mean, I think, honestly, I think my final advice would be um, be yourself, and if people aren't into that, then that's just not the person for you. Exactly. And then, like, don't be offended by it. Don't think the other person's, a, you know, a jerk or whatever. Like, that's just who they are. That's who you are, and you don't match, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And just move on with your life. Don't take it personal. Yeah. There should be a T-shirt. Nobody somewhere. wants <laughs> to see. Nobody wants to see my credit score on Tinder. So. Yes. Please, uh, yeah. Tip. If there is one takeaway, please don't put your t your credit score on Tinder. Everyone's. Bad. <laughs> 
Do you get a lot of guys who just really, really overthink it because there's just so much that I mean, I think a lot of guys, when, when anybody's confused about something, they think of a plan, and men, by nature, like, really come up with a plan and all that sort of stuff. But so anytime you hear, like, plans and definitions, you're like, oh, well, that person probably hasn't had the experience yet. So, uh, yeah, you get a lot of guys that have that. So Cool, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Steve, thank where you. can we find your stuff? Uh, yeah, for Austin, if you're Austin locals, we have a men's group, Austin Men's Development. You can find it on Facebook. It's a free group. And then uh, there's all sorts of community and interactions that we have and do. And has to do everything that, that, I mean, obviously dating and sex. If you get men together, whether it's even a religious, you know, you're like a men's Christian group, you're going to talk about being in shape. You're going to talk about your career. You're going to talk about purpose. You're going to talk about dating and your relationships. And it's, it's a good group of guys. What, uh, your website? Uh, sexuallife.com and then there's also AustinMensDevelopment.com. Aaron? Yeah, and mine's um, AaronRussellWrites.com. Sweet. Great. Any <laughs> final thoughts, you guys? No, thank you guys. Really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shout out to Collide for letting, for letting us host Thanks this for podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for Thanks sitting for through it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for sitting through it. Thank yes. you so much. Shout out to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, subscribe on iTunes as well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao.